Welcome to another episode of 99 Problems But A Boss Ain't One, a show that tackles your freelance issues and offers up solutions one episode at a time. I'm one of your hosts, Casey Carlisle, and I've been freelance for over five years running my own web design and training business, The Wheel Exists, and I also run a community for freelancers called Freelance Folk. Hi, I'm your other co-host, Michelle Pratt, and I run a business called Dive Deeper Development, and I do coaching and training for small businesses and freelancers. So I think the first thing we have to say is Happy New Year. Happy New Year. When is it too late to say that? I try and say it right until the end of the month just to freak people out. <sighs> yeah. From I always try and be the last person that says it. Um, so this is our first episode of 2019. We had a little break over the festive holidays and so we're back and renewed and refreshed, ready to go. So because it's January, we're going to be talking about strategy and planning and looking ahead and specifically tackling the problem that a lot of freelancers face is that's working on the business not in the business <laughs> and i keep saying those the wrong way around we always get this confused so to clarify yeah. what we mean by that so working in the business is when you're doing lots of busy work and you're doing all your delivery and everything and you're keeping the business ticking for ticking over moving forward but working on the business is actually the really important stuff that often gets overlooked, like strategy and planning and making sure that your business is still working in alignment with what you want from it and doing what it needs to do. And I think when you've got client deadlines and marketing and admin and real life just constantly getting in the way, it can be really hard to make time for planning and reflection. So that's what we're going to be talking about today why it's worth doing and how you can do it. Yeah, it's a common problem for a lot of freelancers. So yeah, let's take a look at this one then, because it's something we struggle with from time to time as well, isn't it? Oh, massively, yeah. yeah. And I think it's just, it's so normal. I Knowing think. it and doing it is Yeah, different. exactly. And it's one of those things, you, you know, if you put the time in your, in your calendar, it can be hard not to then see that as a day that, that could be moved if necessary. And that's something actually Michelle and I have been talking about um, off, off air, as it were, just yeah. beforehand, is actually how do you protect the time that you put in for yourself? So we'll be touching on that as well. Um, so one of the things that's probably worth mentioning, actually, is we're, we're talking about this because it's January and it's a good psychological time in the new year to start thinking about what's coming up and to start reflecting about what's happened in the previous year but of course you don't have to wait until the kind of convenient date milestone to start planning or to start afresh with some planning and strategy do you no you can start any point during the year and i think um it, if you're not listening to this in january then where were you for the last few months <laughs> but um no really any point in the year so whenever you feel you need to just take a step back and work on your business or particularly if you're finding yourself really busy and rushed off your feet but you know in a few months time you'll be desperate for the work then it's all good signals that it's time to take a step back so i think no matter what day of the year it is there's no reason why you should start in January there's no reason why you should plan for a year even who said you need to plan 12 months at a time yeah because actually 12 months in in the freelance world can change dramatically and, and I, I know like like my business 12 months ago is quite different unrecognizable to what it is yeah. now and so I think yeah it, it might actually be taking up too much time almost to, to to spend a long time planning in detail 12 months ahead. It's not to say you can't look and see where you'd want to be in a year, but to actually do the kind of planning for the whole year might end up being more work. And I think one of the things that would be good to talk about today, Michelle, is 
how do you know the difference between when you're using planning as a kind of procrastination tool yeah, that's true. versus <laughs> actually being a useful thing? So, you know, all of you who colour-coded your revision guides at school, that this is for you. Yeah. <laughs> so I think one of the things that, like, just, like we were just saying, about we don't have to wait until New Year. One of the things I really liked that you did, Michelle, once is that you did um, a Facebook group um, around weight loss for a bit because that was one area of your business that you yeah. used to focus on. And one of the things you did was a challenge. And I really liked that you said, right, we're going to start this challenge on a Friday. And you said, why is that? Because most people, if if they're on a Friday, they say, we'll wait till Monday. We'll wait till Monday. And so you started it on a Friday to make the specific points that you don't have to wait until next week or you know if you if you're trying to eat healthily but then you, you you kind of succumb to temptation and you eat a bit of cake you don't have to then write off that entire week yeah. you can still start afresh tomorrow and so I think that's the same with business you know if you've if you've got a plan and or you want to start planning and you think okay well I can't I can't do that until next week you know I'll start I'll start it next week I'll start on a clean slate or the beginning slate, of the month or, or the end of the quarter it, yeah exactly and so there's always going to be something so even if you have a plan that doesn't quite work don't feel like you have to then wait until the next month to do it or if you if, you know if you put something in your calendar and you, it has to be moved don't think you then have to wait for, until next year you know some time is better than never to start. Yeah, and it's a good thing to do. Working on your business isn't just about strategizing for the year or coming up with your plan either. It's something that's really good to do on a regular basis. So spending time on your business can also mean reflecting on your progress. It can be celebrating your challenge, celebrating your successes. It can be talk- learning from your challenges. It can just be slowing down for a bit to put a bit of time into developing your business. And of course, developing yourself would be the big one I'd chuck in as well. So yes. all of those things need doing. Of course you would coach you, but coach face. Yes, I would tell you <laughs> to do it themselves. But of course, yeah, anything that makes the boat go faster and further. But of course, when you're delivering for clients, that's the bit that tends to go on the back burner. Definitely. We've got pound size on our, our eyes, perhaps. I know. We want to put the invoices in at the end of the month. but it, And also we want to deliver the work to a good standard. And we, you know, one of the things we've just been talking about this morning, um, was dealing with kind of urgent requests from clients and how that can impact on a schedule and how to manage that so uh, you know we, we very much understand how things like planning can slip to the bottom of your to-do list and most of us got into the job that we did because we liked the doing you know we were good doers you know you're good web developers you're good coaches you're good trainers you're good coders you know that's the bit that makes us get up in the morning so we there's a tendency to do that bit and the marketing and planning and the managerial and the admin that's not quite so sexy. That's something that maybe someone else <laughs> used to take care of for you. So yeah. your boss said, right, it's time for your one-to-one, or your boss said, right, it's time for our company away day. And or send you... that off to payables. Or and it was normally some really naff thing. And, and so you were like, oh, I don't really want to do this. So you might even have a stigma attached to it from previous employment. You know, may, maybe the experience of strategy and planning has negative connotations for you because of the the kind of cheesier way days that you used to have with your work or whatever. So now, now I've got a mental image of a freelancer just making themselves go over an assault course. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of you building rafts. Damn it. <laughs> so Michelle, why is it why is it important? You mentioned looking forwards, but also celebrating your successes why is it important to look backwards and forwards then yeah so one of the first things I do when I do my own planning for the year and we did this uh, I did this with Katie and Katia as well we all sat down and reviewed our years the first thing we looked at is we looked backwards and the reason why it looks backwards is it's really easy to take a lot of things for granted but also you can miss out on a lot of things that are either going to allow you to repeat successes or to avoid past mistakes so one of the first things I tend to do when I'm working on my business is perhaps review the last 
last year or even the last three months. Now, um, so one of the things we look at is what, first of all, what were some of the things that you're really proud of and have a look at your successes. And that doesn't have to be achievements, you know, like I got this a contract of this size or I got a high profile client. It can literally be, I felt really good with the way I organized my time or I, I moved it. outside of my comfort zone. Yeah, I went, challenged I, myself, I went the learned something the client new. And I felt really good, you know, it made me feel good or I enjoyed working with this type of audience. So I think um, it's celebrate those successes because we tend, we all have negativity bias and we tend to notice the things that we lack or that we do badly. We don't tend to notice what we do well. The other problem is that you do loads of things well every day. I mean, think about how you were um, maybe 12 months ago. You're probably quite far along from where you are now. You don't notice it. It's like losing weight slowly. You look in the mirror every day and you don't see those incremental differences. But actually over a period, people haven't seen you for a long time go, wow, you're doing really well. And that's what it's like. So I think it's really important to celebrate those successes. But also you've done things that have really worked for you and you did things that totally worked and you have strengths. So things you're clearly good at and they got you some success. And there's a real danger that we dismiss them or write them off as luck as opposed to skill. And if we don't take some time to reflect of them we run the risk that we don't repeat those successes and that was a conversation I had with you a while back I you were quite keen to get some results in the short space of time and I just write so what's what's working and you're like actually that's getting yeah. me that's getting me some success right now and actually it was something that I would have maybe felt wasn't the quite the right fit for me because another similar project came along and and I think if I hadn't have had that conversation with you I would have probably gone oh, I'm not sure that's really my kind of project but actually it was something that I knew I could work with another. Was it work? It, what what had worked well for me? I feel like we're being really cryptic here. What had worked <laughs> really well for me was collaborating with another freelancer on a project who was doing some marketing and a bit of kind of copywriting support for the company, and it worked really well collaborating with her. And we just kind of felt that yeah, we were both kind of on the same page about everything, and it was really nice because one of the challenges when you're doing web design as other web people will know is actually getting the copy from the client can be a bit of a challenge because a lot of the time clients don't realize how much thought they need to put into it they're like oh we just want the website to look different um so actually having somebody that was handing the copy to me on a silver platter was amazing and so there was another project that we had the opportunity to both kind of pitch for and it wasn't necessarily a company that I would have gone with had it just been me but actually because I knew I'd get to work with her and she'd done the initial research with them and, and had said, actually, they're really they're a really nice small business. And uh, so I went along to the meeting and actually they were lovely. And it was actually, it turned out to actually be exactly the right kind of project I wanted to work with. I kind of thought they were a bit bigger and more corporate than they actually were. Um, and so actually that was quite, yeah, that was really good. But I might have stayed away from that had I not realised that actually working with somebody else had been really nice. And that ticked your boxes. And that is, yeah, and it just felt like a really easy project to have yeah. done, you know? And it, so so that was really nice. And so I think exactly that, that looking back, because I'm someone who's quite impatient. So whenever, whenever we're doing kind of strategy or reflection stuff, I'm always like, oh, do we have to look back? I just want to get, I just want to get on with the looking forwards. And actually, you know, looking back, 
did really make a difference. Yeah. So it is worth doing, and it's tempting to skip it, but it's really important. It's it's so it's so important. I mean, look, what relationships were powerful? You, you know, what strengths did you use? What projects did you do? Where is your income coming from? What's working really well? That's all good. Of course, the other thing you get to avoid your mistakes as well. So we all do things that we're not so proud of. So what was disappointing? And disappointing doesn't mean that you screwed up. Just what were you disappointed by? Did that big project not come off? Did you not get some of the clients that you want? Was there less work in a particular area that you maybe you would like less of that did you not allow enough time for yourself any of those things and but, also I guess about yeah. measuring your own or managing your expectations actually did I did I have my expectations set unrealistically high and therefore I felt disappointed and if you can recognize that then you can set your expectations to a place where actually you can feel like you've you have achieved it and you know you'll know what works for you better some people like to have really really high expectations and really kind of out their targets because of the whole, you know, if, if you, I, if if you shoot, what's that? If you shoot for the moon, moon at least miss, you get the stars, stars or something. Yeah. yeah. So some people do that, but other people prefer to have a, a kind of more achievable target so that they get that kind of satisfaction of feeling, yeah, I've done that. And that actually then motivates them to go on and exceed that target. So it's about, again, that reflection and planning and knowing what works for you. Yeah, and there's some people that's scary if the, if the year was disappointing, but you can make you feel a lot better. I had a year where I, I felt, oh, I hadn't done as much professionally as I would have liked. And then I remembered that I only actually worked for 10 out of the 12 months because I had a lot going on in my personal life, happy and sad. And then I look back at all the stuff that I had achieved and it's like, wow, in 10 months with everything I had to cope with, that was actually yeah. bloody impressive. Yeah. <laughs> and then I actually felt really quite good about myself exactly. afterwards. So yeah. don't and be you, afraid. And you tend to forget, you know, if you're doing this on an annual basis, you tend to forget what happened at the start of the previous year. So if you can do it quarterly or six monthly or something and make a note of it somewhere so that then you can refer back to it when you, if you are doing an annual review, and you'll be amazed at like, oh yeah, I haven't actually, I've actually done loads this year, but it just feels like so long ago. A lot of the time you don't think of it as being in the same year. Yeah, and some yeah, and sometimes like you just don't you forget how much you've learned, you know, little little steps. So one of the things I do, one of my top tips for this, is I keep uh, either a word document or I do quite a lot of it in Evernote actually, or Trello or whatever a spreadsheet, however you work. But each month I've actually got in my diary some time for doing my CPD, my continuing professional development, and I make sure that anything that I've learned goes in. So if I've done something well, I just make a note of it and how I did it. If something didn't go so well, I'm think, kicking myself thinking I must and do that next time I make a note of it there and then each month I just go back in so I'm always looking at it I'm always noting it down and come the end of the year it makes it a lot easier to go oh yeah that was awesome and that makes a lot of sense as well because what you're saying it sounds like it takes you just a couple of minutes oh yeah if you do it as you go like, like if you have a good client meeting go yeah track yeah. that one so then it's not even like you need to make a ton of time for working on the business it can just be little things here and there and noticing stuff and you know if you're into journaling then apply that to the business and just just ways of capturing what's working and what's not working is kind of what those small those small actions can make a big difference especially when you can zoom out and see the bigger picture and see what you've done yeah and a big one I had this year I pitched uh, for well someone's doing a bid and I was going to go in the bid with them and I actually had to prove how I can maintain my development and my commercial awareness and my uh, staying up to date with the industry and I was able to do that quite easily 
um, because I track if I read articles, if I listen listen to a webinar, if I develop my skill in some way through reading a book, then it's all on there. And don't worry if you're out there going, oh my God, I can't believe she does that. I'm thinking the same thing. That's yeah. very impressive. That's like good good discipline. It used to be my job. So my wife, <laughs> my wife was doing her appraisal for the year last week, actually this week, and I've been helping her do that. I don't know what chemists do in the lab. But, uh, <laughs> I've been helping her write her appraisal forms. So I can do that if you're employed, by the way, if you want to add. Uh, I'm a... a a master appraisal writer if you need a hand yeah you're very good at extracting out of people <laughs> what they have actually achieved I've always been surprised that I've gone I've not done anything and you've been like you're yes awesome. you have <laughs> so it's really good so that's looking backwards but of course everybody wants to look forwards as well and of course we should do that too and so when we've talked about strategy and stuff like I mentioned earlier a lot of people's experience of especially the forward-looking thing um has probably been in in groups you know in, in employment you tend to do it as a company so you maybe reflect on your own you have you know you're given a form to fill in you fill it in then maybe you discuss it with your line manager but the for the company strategy that's generally a bit kind of you know a, a, an, an event with lots of people inputting so how how is it different as a freelancer i guess and can you strategize on your own as a freelancer and how how, how would people go about doing it yeah I think so you definitely can strategize if you can say the word on your own <laughs> but um it depends on the kind of person you are some people are very reflective and they like to get things sorted in their own head and they could very good at that introspective stuff and looking inside themselves and their business um other people uh, like myself prefer to talk to people if i can get it out into words if i can say it out loud to people and hear myself saying it and have people reflect my words back then i find that much easier just to bounce off other people and also other people i find test my assumptions and they've probably got lots of good ideas and people will see things that you're good at that you take for granted and opportunities that you're perhaps overlooking so i think other people helps it's entirely down to the individual but i would recommend even if you do it for yourself first then once maybe you've got your thoughts together, maybe sit down with some other people, form a mastermind group. That sounds the really formal, just get together with other yeah. people is what I'm saying. <laughs> and then bounce ideas with each other, share it with each other. What do they think, you know? And actually you can even share some of your ideas with people outside of the freelance kind of community as well, couldn't you? you know, chat, I think it's, it's sometimes the act of just talking things over with somebody else that helps you to kind of cement stuff in your brain, even if they might not always understand what, what you're talking about <laughs> yeah sometimes that person's better because you know if you're coming up with a strategy for your company or you're creating products or a marketing plan then if you're talking to a lay person then they might say what on earth does that mean and that probably tells you you might need to go back and explain <laughs> yeah. it more simply so speaking to lay people can help as yeah. well yeah and actually we're going to do another episode at some point on the the freelance problem of explaining what you do to other people yes um but that you know that could be a nice way of starting to help people in your kind of close people in your life and understand what you actually are working on you're not just sitting around watching netflix in your pajamas all day you have actually got a plan oh i've been rumbled but yes <laughs> so yeah looking forward the other tip i give to free freelancers or self-employed people one of the things you can absolutely do when you plan your your year or look forwards as a freelancer that you can't really do as well as an employee i did it to an extent but you can balance your personal life with your business life. So whenever I plan for the year, and we did this exercise, we said uh, the first week of the year, we got together a small group of us and we, we did our year planning. And one of the things that we talked about was like the wheel of life. So just um, an exercise where you get several areas of your life. So however you want to segment it. So it might be money or finances, business, personal life, relationships, well-being, fitness, spirituality, 
personal growth, whatever, but get a little wheel, divvy it up into the different areas of your life, whatever you consider those roles to be, and then rate each one, one, one to 10, and 10 being I'm very satisfied with this, and zero, it's it's nowhere near where I want it to be. And you can plot like a little chart in your circle. If you, you can colour it in. Colour it in if you want colour to. Colour in the wedges. Different pens, and then just see how happy you are with each area, and pick maybe your top three, and ask yourself, you know, are you happy with that balance in your life? Um, where are the conflicts what the two or three things that if you worked on them would support all areas of your life and I think I'm the same when I do time management as well don't just plan in your work time plan in your your personal time as well so when I plan my week my three gym sessions and a run go in the diary at the same time as the work stuff and the reason why that's good if someone comes in and says um because we're going to talk about protecting your time if someone mm. says oh have you got time for a phone call or can we pick up on this or can we you attend this event if something's in the diary it either moves or the answer is oh, i'm really sorry i haven't got time this week and i think um as freelancers we probably went into business to manage our time on our own or to and balance to have our that lives flexibility and, so yeah, yeah exactly so absolutely yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Strategize your life. It's not very <laughs> sexy, but I definitely worth definitely worth doing. Also, I totally want to do like a freelance folk mega strategy session with like lots of freelancers together like next year. Remind me. Yeah. Remind me, listeners. Um so see people are strategizing either on their own or with other people. Michelle, what are some questions that they can ask to maybe because sometimes it's a bit overwhelming to be like, okay, I'm just going to like strategize my business. What what do I what am I doing? So, what are some questions people can ask to help to kind of figure out what they want to get out of? Yeah, one the of the th- one of the exercises I quite often do with people is to almost and you can do this like a I think you can do a video, you can write it, but you can do like almost like a diary entry. So think yourself twelve months into the future, and imagine you're describing to someone about the year you've just had. So. We're recording this beginning of 2019. If I cast my mind forward to January or December, let's say December 2019, imagine I was telling the story of my year. I was speaking to someone about it. Um, what what achievements do I want to be describing? What um, challenges will I be describing? And how will I explain that I overcome them? So in sports, they call this scenario planning. You imagine the things that might trip you up and then you already kind of half plan in your mind through that kind of visualization, how you might deal with them. And then, yeah, what did you learn? In what ways did you grow? What lessons did you take in? And you write a diary entry in the past tense for the year that hasn't happened yet. And one of the reasons why it can be useful to do that is it can help you, it gets you to conceive the art of the possible. It gets you to state what you want. It gets you to think about how, not just what you want, but how things will be. And when I do that exercise, I tend to put in bits of my personal life as well and how I've how I've balanced them all. So I'm really, pla- you know, you, you, I know you do sign language, you might want to write that in there. I do things maybe with my fitness, I might put that in there or camper van trips. And um, you write that in there. So one way to do it is think about what do you want your life to be like in 12 months, six months, two years or whatever, and then kind of work backwards. But and what kind of... role your business has played in that. Exactly. Because most of us, I would say, at least you know, a significant proportion of freelancers go freelance deliberately to have take back control and have yeah. a better work-life balance. And so I think it makes sense to then 
incorporate that if that is one of your motivations for doing your business it would make sense to incorporate that in definitely yeah so i'd do that I'd, that's probably where i'd start where do you want your life to be like and like i say write it as a diary entry record a little video to yourself it doesn't really matter or a little voice memo um to get that balance because i think it's really easy to set financial targets but there's probably life is probably going to get in the way or at least it could well do if you let it and so for example i want to buy a house this year is that realistically going to eat in the time i can spend on my business yeah will it eat into my energy yeah so it's good to have that in mind i think the other thing with financial goals they, they absolutely serve a purpose but i think one question to ask that's really useful is what do you want that money for so you could set a financial goal of it okay i want to earn 30 grand or 50 grand or 20 whatever it is that you've chosen but what does that money allow you to do because actually normally it's not about the money and again going back to why people went freelance they you know a lot of people were in better paid jobs and then went freelance and took a hit. So it's not the money, even though you might think the money is important. And so obviously you've got your bills and everything. It's like, what what does that allow you to do? And what's important to you that that money is gonna allow you to do? And so actually you can set the targets in terms of what you're gonna, what you want to do rather than how much money you need to make. And then it's just a case of, right, okay, here, here's what I wanna do and here's how much money I will need to do that and here's how I can get that money. But actually putting it, the focus more on the, what the money will enable you to do, I think can sometimes be a bit more helpful and motivating depending on what kind of person you are. Yeah, definitely. I, I, that's one, I wrote a blog at the beginning of the year about resolutions and setting goals. And one of the key things was to separate fulfillment and achievement. So normally we set a goal or we try to plan in some kind of attainment of an achievement. And like you say, Katie, what is the why? What is the purpose? And actually what we're really looking for is the fulfillment. And sometimes we can set goals, like you say, like a financial goal or a status goal or um, you know a project goal. And what we really want is the pride, the status, the, the feeling that we've made it, that I am where I'm supposed to be. And actually it's the fulfillment we're seeking. And you can put in lots of goals and still not feel fulfilled. You could take a lot of goals out and still have that fulfillment anyway if you let yourself. So I think that focus is absolutely key. So I think, I mean, you mentioned New Year's resolutions there. Do you, do you think you should set New Year's resolutions for your business as well as for life? Is that like a thing? Or what, if I, what, what do you think about New Year's resolutions? There was a, listeners, there was an eye roll. <laughs> I, do you know what? I, this is why I say I, I kind of try and track things and try and do these kind of exercises kind of maybe quarterly or at least six monthly. Um, because I think you should always be working on your business, to be honest mm. with you. So I don't mind New Year's resolutions. They just, we, we know that about 80, 85% of them fail, depending yeah. on which stats you read. <laughs> and also everyone has this buzz of motivation in January um, and they commit to stuff. But this, I don't know if it's just this is feeling like I ought to be doing something or I ought to have a business plan or I ought to have financial goals or I ought to hit the gym. And like you say, it doesn't necessarily meaningful. It's like activity. a worldwide peer pressure. It, it, it is, yeah. <laughs> and other cultures don't work January through December, and yet their worlds function quite fine. <laughs> the gym. So you know that's fine. Lots of people in China not necessarily hit the gym in January, <laughs> and, and they're perfectly healthy, I'm sure. So yeah, I mean, I think I think goals are important, and I think planning deeper planning is important. When you do it, what you call it, how many you write it's fine it doesn't really matter <laughs> just just do it i think and you mentioned strategy i mean strategy is quite a, a scary word for some people or it might feel too too corporate there are things that you can do to rate make an actual strategy i think i did the exercise with you once you know where you can have your mission statement you can have your four key pillars which are normally service uh, finances um 
teamwork and you know uh, compliance broadly and then you can do your enabler the projects that are going to get you and they should all fit into one of those four key measures and you can do your objectives that fit into all of the projects so that you can do a top to bottom actual plan um, and that's a useful exercise too but I think even if it's just knowing what you want your life to be like and what you want to achieve in your business I think just any time on that is useful definitely I think it, it sometimes feels like a luxury but I think maybe doing it with other people can help if you're struggling to if you're struggling to find time for it that's when it can be really helpful to involve other people because then if you all get together and you've got a kind of day and you're kind of doing it like a mini retreat or something then I think it it takes it out of that kind of scary corporate kind of overwhelmed thing and makes it into a fun thing and you can help each other oh yeah and there's lots of practical things that yeah we you know that, that people can do and um, one of the exercises that we've done previously that I really enjoyed was um sometimes if you are a bit stuck on what you want to get from the business or what you want to do with the business or what direction you want to go in or, or whatever then you'll have a few questions so we did this exercise where you you write the question that you've got so it might be um, how do I free up more of my time to work on the business or um, like one of my one of my kind of aims for the year is just to kind of live a little bit more simply sounds quite vague is a little bit vague at the moment I'm still kind of working out what that means for me but I've done a lot of decluttering at home I'm trying to kind of not to take on too much for the business and you know trying not to say yes to everything and trying to kind of declutter my business a little bit as well um but one of my questions was how can I live how can I kind of incorporate that into my business this kind of idea of simplifying stuff and so the the exercise is you write the question down and then you answer the question in writing with your dominant hand which for me is my right hand and then you answer the question again with your non-dominant hand, which means my left hand. And I think this the sort of science behind it is supposed to be that you then activate a different side of your brain to the one that you normally use. And then that produces a different answer or a different solution to the problem or a different answer to the question. And it was really interesting. We've done it twice now. And it's, it's fascinating how my right-handed answers come out with the very kind of... Um, they're the, the, the always longer um, not just because I'm quite comfortable writing with my left hand because I used to have to do it when I was little um, so so it, it wasn't even a case of I can't write as much with my left but the the right, the right hand ones was the kind of this what was already on the surface of my mind and like if you just asked me tomorrow that's what I would have told you so kind of just what I was already thinking about it and, but then the left-handed ones were always just kind of like cutting through the noise and always there's a sort of really direct answers. And it was so interesting because I'd be like, okay, well, I need to strategize and I need to do this and I need to do this and I need to do this. And then the left-handed one would be like, just say no or just do less or just enjoy yourself more, stuff like that. Like, I can't remember exactly. There is a blog post on my website. Um, I, I can't remember exactly what it's called. It's something to do with beach huts um, on the Wheel Exists website where I've put uh, the piece of paper with my answers from the when we did it um, about a year and a half ago, yeah, probably. Yeah. And we went to a beach hut for the day in uh, Lytham St Anne's. And so there's, if you want to have a look, it's on my website at thewheelexists.com. Um, and yeah, it was really interesting. So I think there's lots of fun things, I'm sure, if you search online. We used tarot cards once, didn't Yeah, we? we did, yeah. And I don't even believe in tarot. Not, no, I even just neither, came to, no. But they were just prompts, like, exactly. you know, something bad's going to happen. What could it be? And that's just, just scenario planning for challenges. Or, yeah. or, or there's some fortune coming in. You're like, oh, where could that be? And yeah, and I think it is really interesting because actually um, it's it's about where your mind goes to or how it interprets that. Yes, and that it, says a lot about what you're thinking about. 
So yeah. it's, it's a yeah, like you say, it's a prompt, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's just a little nudge to, um, to look at things from a different point of view. So in, in terms of other practical stuff that people can do with their with their kind of strategizing and planning and tools and everything what is there anything else that you use Michelle when you're doing that I think the big thing for me is it goes in the diary so one of the questions you asked me earlier was how do we protect that time or it's easy to let time we've promised to ourselves come out of the diary um my 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 development time once a month goes in the diary and it's just in there. It's a meeting with myself. And I got this idea from a colleague. I was doing a management training session and one of the managers said, yeah, this is what I do. I literally book a meeting room. I go in it. When I'm in the meeting room, other people know that I'm not available. Um, or some people say, oh, I put my out of office on or I don't answer my phone. So literally he, he booked a meeting room and just took his papers in and had a meeting <laughs> with it, literally had a meeting with himself. Um, and I'm sure he could have recorded it as well. So yeah, book a meeting with yourself and put it in. Like if you have a color coding system, my, all my work stuff is red, which I don't know why I've chosen the danger color, but um, I make it red. So it's in the same color as the, as the client facing work. And that goes in. So I think that would be one tip for me. Another tip would be to to work on your business on a regular basis. And even if it's small chunks at a time, just like a morning or a couple of hours or tracking achievements or tracking challenges or learning from, you know, big business learnings as you go. Stick yeah, it in there. Yeah. Stick it and in I'd there. say as well, just like from other people that you admire or, you know, if you've got people that you think, you know, they're, they're doing not not in a kind of comparison insta mv kind of way but in a like genuinely i really admire and respect this person and i'd like my business to be more like theirs look at what they're doing yeah. and you know so for me i bang on about all the time how much i love paul jarvis he actually does an annual kind of review that he publishes where he said he looks back at what's gone well for him and what's not gone so well and what he's looking forward to so i always read that because i'm like okay well i want to be more like paul jarvis so how does he do it and like if he knows you know if he's doing it this way it's not to say that i have to do it exactly that way but let's you know let's take inspiration from that what's worked for him and is there some way that i can incorporate that into my business and you know of course don't just follow blindly but actually if you're feeling a bit stuck then looking around at what other people are doing can be really helpful yeah as long as you don't fall into that comparison trap. yeah the the uh, all the comparison trap or the procrastination the was it analysis by pro, paralysis by analysis yeah <laughs> not analysis well, by paralysis that would be interesting <laughs> i don't know how you do well, that was the other thing that we mentioned at the start of the episode is is actually sometimes you know we're, we're talking about how do we honor these times to work on the business and how do we honor these planning times but I think sometimes there's a risk that we can kind of tell ourselves that, oh, well, this is planning and it's really important. But what we're actually doing is putting off doing the work that we should be doing at that point. Yeah. So how do we tell the difference between proper planning and working on the business and procrastination? I just think if the planning goes on too long or you're not actually planning, but you're not moving forward, I think that's a sign. I think most people know when it's a question of being honest with yourself. If you find yourself maybe doing planning, but never getting stuff done, one of the questions I would ask my ask myself is, you know, what's the benefit of putting it off? So if you know really deep down you're putting off, it's a crazy question, but just ask yourself, what is the benefit of putting this off? I think I mentioned that in our procrastination podcast. And just listen, just notice in your body, notice where you're squirming, notice the, notice the answer, the first thing that comes into your mind normally it's fear of putting ourselves out there or scared we might not hit our business goals or what if I look stupid or what if the product or service fails there's normally a reason why we procrastinate so just be I think be honest with yourself and understand whether you're you're planning to avoid doing or whether um you know 
yeah whether it's just an icky feeling or not liking ambiguity sometimes you just got to get stuck in and i guess that's the advantage of scheduling your planning sessions as well because then you know you're going into it very and this is slightly overused buzzword but intentionally yes um rather than if you're finding yourself all of a sudden planning on a thursday afternoon when you'd not intended to do your planning that might be a sign i definitely agree it's a quality thing katie i think if if you get a proper day or half a day or a proper session in and you do your planning well that will involve going through the tough stuff but at least you've got a sense of direction and then you just crack on and and, and get it done yeah and i would say actually one really really important thing is if you do your planning and you say right yeah here's where i want to get to there is a certain power in writing it down and i don't mean in a kind of the secret let's just attract it from like a woo-woo way but there is a certain certain power in in writing down where you want to be because I think it just makes your mind kind of conditioned and ready Michelle you'll almost certainly know the kind of science behind this but it makes you like kind of ready so it's that thing where like when I think we've mentioned this before you know if you're looking for um you know if you're looking for a new car and then you see that model of car everywhere you go because you're kind of primed to focus in on that so it does make you more aware of opportunities and things like that but if you want to achieve your goals, you also need to take action. And I think that's maybe one thing that people fall down on is they'll do all the planning and go, okay, brilliant, I've planned. And then they'll go back to doing exactly what they were doing before. Yeah. So make sure when you're doing your planning, especially if you're doing a big planning session, this isn't as much if you're just doing bits and pieces on the business, but if you're doing a big strategy or planning session, put aside some of that time or or time shortly after to make sure you actually convert those plans into actions so that you actually know what you're going to do to help to get to where you need to go there we go and there is some neuroscience around that as well that when you have these aha moments or a wave of inspiration they've tracked the brain waves that happen and we know that the quicker you act or the sooner after having those uh, spikes in your brain waves uh, the quicker you act after those take place the more likely you are to follow through with your actions as well oh okay in that case don't do it at a different time do it on the same day yeah well it's, it's tricky because <laughs> sometimes you have a brainwave and it's just a it's a crap idea to be honest and like it's almost like sobering up the next okay. day going i was on such a high it seems like such a good idea oh no that's actually not really very well okay so we do what the danes do and sleep on it yeah yeah a bit of a balance between the two take action very soon though but yeah. yeah but yeah i think the main thing is is don't you know pl- plan in the time that you're plan the time for converting it into actions as well as the time for thinking about yeah it's got to go in the diary it's an action it has a name yeah. on it it has a date on it and it has a, a clear yeah and uh, i measure. use we mentioned a few tools earlier so i use one called trello t-r-e-l-l-o which is kind of like a project management tool it's almost like a digital digital whiteboard with lots of sticky post-it note equivalents on it but digital ones and you can rearrange them and give them due dates and give them labels and stuff and i, I love using trello for my planning and everything and and so the way I have it is I have one list which has got all of my um for for my client stuff I have a list with all all the different kind of projects that I'm working on and then I have another board which is just called life and that has all of my kind of personal goals on it as well um and then so in my in my one for the clients I've also got my goals for for kind of what I want to develop and then basically I've got one for each month of the year a list for each month of the year and I put in what I need to do and then every week when I look back at that board um, there's a book called Getting Things Done by David Allen which you might have heard of um, one of the things he always champions is having a weekly review and checking in with yourself and having a list of the projects so I can look through and go oh actually have I done anything to actually progress that because sometimes it's a bit of an amorphous thing that you're not quite sure what it you know you're not quite sure exactly how to do it and so when you check in you have i done anything about that no okay what's the next action i need to take what's the thing i actually need to do to make it move 
incrementally a tiny bit towards where I want to be. Um, so that's been really helpful for me. And of course, you can do that on a spreadsheet or on paper. There's apps, on, you know, tons of apps. There was an app I came across the other day called Every Day, I think it's called. And it's basically you can say what you wanted, what habits you want to form. Um, and then you can just literally tap it to see if you've done it or not. And then okay. the idea is like the jury exactly field. exactly don't break the chain yeah, yeah. so yeah. the idea is that if you can visually see that you've kind of checked into doing something every day and I'm really annoyed because I totally had the idea for this app about like seven years ago <laughs> but my partner at the time was working and couldn't make apps on demand like he does now for me so yeah, yeah. <laughs> hi Roland <laughs> um, and so it never actually happened but yeah you, but the idea is where you visually see that you've kind of done this habit for a few days and then it makes you not want to miss a day um so if it's so sometimes it won't be one big action it's more forming habits um there's a a couple of books around that as well there's one called the power of habits by a guy called charles duhigg um i think it's d-u-h-i-double-g um if we were some kind of like professional outfit, we'd have show notes with all these links in. Yeah, yeah. But we're not quite there yet. We're trying. We're experimenting with transcribing, but we and and I can see it writing these words. It's all getting a bit meta. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll see if if that's good enough. We'll publish. Start publishing that along with it. Um, so the power of habit, and then there's one that I've not read yet that I quite want to read called Atomic Habits by James Clear, who does loads of really cool productivity stuff. Yeah, I've read a lot of his stuff. Yeah. Um, so in terms of habits, that's a good one to to look at as well um so i think that's kind of pretty much covered what we wanted to talk about that's kind of the importance of doing strategy and planning isn't it i think the main thing is to one do it secondly pop that time in the diary and and protect it and the third one is make that quality time i think the final tip would be just don't bite off more than you can chew you're probably not going to walk out of that session with Mm. a business plan a finance plan a marketing plan a redesign of your website all in one day yeah you're probably going to have to do several several ones like so just aim for something you can go for but yeah time on your business whether it's marketing uh, sales admin managerial stuff you can absolutely. tell how enthusiastic we yeah, are about it's these good. topics but you can make it fun as Katie says like go off site have some nice food get some good company and it can turn into a really fun fun thing to do exactly so we've had some people saying on Twitter about how they've been listening and giving us some lovely feedback so thank, thank you for you. that and we'd love to hear again yeah, any of your tips around planning and strategy and working on the business and stuff and um, also of course let us know if you have another problem that you'd like us to address so on Twitter I'm at the wheel exists that's me Katie Carlisle and uh, Michelle, I'm at uh, Dive Deep Depth. D E V P is Depth. Yeah, you'll find me close <laughs> enough. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll hopefully see you next time for another episode of Ninety Nine Problems, but a boss ain't one. And of course, if you want to be alerted whenever one of these episodes is released, then do subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. See you next time. Bye. Bye.